Welcome to Interwork with Marianne Walker, certified life coach for the helpers, healers, and anyone who wants to up-level their life. Life is what you make it, and here we make life pretty great. Come on in. Okay, well, welcome back. Today, we have a special guest on the show that I will introduce in just a moment. But first, I wanted to remind you about my Compassionate Souls group coaching program that is open for registration now and will be starting up after the new year. So visit MarianneWalker.life to secure your seat. And you'll be getting six weeks of group coaching as well as access to a private Facebook group for other Compassionate Souls for the cost of just two sessions with me. So yes, for the cost of just two sessions, you'll be getting six weeks worth of support. And I'm super excited about it. So this group is ideal for caregivers, the deep feelers, and the compassionate ones. Um, in this course, we'll be taking a deep dive into identifying and letting go of our manuals for ourselves and others. We'll talk about how boundary setting can actually help to strengthen relationships and so much more. I cannot wait to get started. Again, space is limited, so secure your seat now if that is something that resonates with you. Okay, so now to introduce our first guest on the show. So Tammy Gabatos is an energy healer and life coach based out of Queens or Queen Creek, Arizona. She is a mother, wife, former elementary school teacher, Reiki master instructor, trauma survivor, and women empowerment advocate. After experiencing sexual abuse at a young age, Tammy lost her voice for 15 years, even coming to doubt her own experiences. When she finally sought professional help, she was met with betrayal at the hands of a health professional. Eventually, Tammy found a supportive physician who helped her identify her trauma and provided helpful resources. Since then, Tammy has devoted her life to bringing a sense of love and light to women from all walks of life. With nearly a decade worth of experience, um, she taps into her intuitive abilities to help women heal from trauma and uses a combination of both coaching and energy healing to help victims find their voice, step into their power, take their pain, and turn it into purpose. So welcome, Tammy. I'm so happy to wow. have you here on the show. <laughs> I am so excited to be here. <laughs> So today, Tammy's going to be talking to us about triggers, um, what they are, as well as her steps for working through those triggers. So I will turn the time over to you, Tammy. Okay, awesome. I'm just going to dive right in. So a lot of people that might not know what triggers are, I'm going to give you the definition. So it's a disproportionate emotional response to the present, which means that it's rooted in the past. So you're experiencing and staying in pain from the past that does not, has not yet received compassion or connection applied to it. So it's like staying stuck in our bodies and until we address it, recognize it, we're gonna just stay in that uh, stagnant present energy. So that's what a trigger is. I love that definition because I think that all of us have had an experience before where we've known consciously like, okay, my reaction right now is disproportionate to the situation, but we don't really know like what's happening for us. And so, so I think this is going to be a good discussion about what might be happening for us. And I love how you tied it together with it's a disproportionate response to the present, probably linked to something from our past and something that's been lacking compassion where we haven't been able to offer compassion around that past event yet. So I love, love, love that definition. Yeah, I do too. I feel like it hits home and it's easy to understand. Um, yeah. Awesome. And I understand you have, let's see, four or five steps for us to help to work through those, huh? Yes, I have some steps. So the very first thing is when we feel discomfort, it's an emotional reaction. So the best way of explaining of it, explaining it is it's like an alarm clock that's alerting us that there's something more going on and we need to look into it. 
So you know how you can hit snooze and you can either stay in bed or get up? Well, if you keep hitting snooze, you're going to delay um, being on time for work or whatever you have planned for that day. But if you get out of bed, you're obviously going to be a little bit more prepared and your routine is going to go a little bit more functional. So this is kind of how triggers work. If you are feeling that discomfort and the alarm is going off, take the time to identify the trigger and work through it. And if you don't, you're just hitting the snooze button continually and ignoring that emotional response, which then is just being layered on top of other stuff. I love that idea of the alarm clock because essentially, yeah, that's what we're doing, right? When we're ignoring these things as they come up is we're trying to buffer them away and pretend that they're not there. But the alarm clock analogy adds another layer to it where it's like you're basically choosing to remain asleep, like you're choosing to remain unconscious around your healing rather than proactively waking up to it and being intentional about creating that healing. So I love that analogy of the alarm clock. Exactly. So that kind of helps you understand like the discomfort. Okay. Can I, I'm, I can either choose to work through this or I can choose to ignore it. It's, it's your choice. So it goes deeper than that though. So let's talk about a trigger and you're feeling that discomfort. The best way I explain it is when I would scroll through Instagram or Facebook, I would see pictures of ladies that I'm friends with that are in my neighborhood or my community and they're getting together and having girls nights and it looks like they're just having so much fun and I would feel like oh my gosh like they know me what's wrong with me how come I'm not getting invited I think I'm pretty cool (laughs) and so I would kind of it would the energy in the room would shift and what I mean by that is it's like just a second ago I was fine I was content I was looking through Facebook then I saw this visual response that made me feel discomfort. And so that's like your first indication, like there was a change, there was a shift in the energy. This is like a trigger. Something is going on that I need to face or I need to pay attention to. So you identify the exact emotion. So I see the picture and I'm like, I feel sad. I feel lonely. I feel like what's wrong with me? Like, why am I not cool enough? So don't judge yourself. There's no wrong or right feelings. Just feel the feeling and notice where you feel it in your body. So that's step one. And then, that. yeah. Okay. So then you're going to welcome the feeling mm-hmm. like, okay, hi, sadness. You're here. Hello. <laughs> Sounds a little odd that like you would, you know, address it and talk to it, but it's helpful. And then you start to feel the emotion and work through it. Mm-hmm. So sadness is showing up. Don't push it away. Just feel it. Like, where is it in your body? Is it heavy? And then feel it. Sometimes you might need to cry. Sometimes you might need to just feel it, even though it's uncomfortable. And then there's times when a secondary emotion could come in or even a third. Every time is different. But from my experience, I felt sadness first and I just felt it. And then anger popped up and I was started to get angry. So I felt like I needed to scream or um, scream in a pillow or maybe just like, you know, those stress balls, like tighten mm-hmm. that or whatever. whatever your bot, whatever speaks to you do to help release that anger. Obviously, like not in like a total violent way, like a manageable way. Mm-hmm. And so feel that feeling and know that a at times other emotions can come in. 
allow yourself to fill it and then validate yourself. So that means, okay, Tammy, it's okay that you're sad. Like I'm sad because this is reminding me of when I was younger and I didn't get invited to eat lunch at the same table as these other people. And I have to continue to say, okay, I feel sad. It's okay that I feel, I feel sad. Well, why do I feel sad? Like question it a little bit more and then like validate those feelings of, man, when you don't get invited, it does suck. It does hurt. You do feel lonely and work through that sort of pain that you're experiencing. Figure out like what you need in that moment. Yeah, I love that idea. And I, I like the idea of like just being curious about the emotion because for me, I'm mostly a feeler. Like, you know, some people, they, they they have the sentence in their brain first and they recognize it and other people then they experience the emotion first. So for me, I'll oftentimes experience that emotion at first. Like you said, the sadness or the feeling left out and different things. And it's like, whoa, like, okay, this is what I'm feeling. And I like how you talked about getting curious about it. What does it look like? What does it feel like in your body? And I find that curiosity helps me to stay out of judgment long enough that then I can be like, okay, what's the sentence in my brain <laughs> that's creating this emotion because you talked about oh well something must be wrong with me and that kind of creates that feeling of sadness and then well they didn't invite me and of course that thought's going to be creating those feelings of anger and so it, it, I think that that kind of helps me personally to stay out of judgment and just be like well yeah of course I'm feeling angry of course I'm feeling sad like look what's happening in my brain here and it's okay and I can allow for that emotion uh, yeah. so yeah I like those ideas Exactly. It's like comforting a child when they skin their knee and they come up to you and they're crying. You're not just going to ignore the child. You're going to get curious at what happened. And then you're going to comfort them and tell them that you love them. And you're not going to be judgmental. You're just going to look at it, it as it is. Like, mm -hmm. this happened. This is the sore. What do we need to do to take care of it? It's just staying neutral, but in a kind, um, compassionate way. Yeah, I love that. So the third item of what I do is I thank, the, thank my body for bringing this up. I give it awareness so I can process and heal. So for example, I look at the emotion a little bit differently and I'm like, thank you very much, sadness, for coming. Thank you for allowing me to feel this, for allowing me to work through it and for giving me new insight on how I feel and taking that and connecting to it. Like, this is how I felt. This is what I needed to work through and like giving it some love, giving it some attention. So it fills that void and replaces the negative of the situation and is connected now to positivity. I love that idea because it's it's kind of it's got multiple layers even to the giving gratitude, right? Because there's the gratitude for, okay, what have I learned in this lesson? But I loved how you kind of thanked your body for telling you like, hey, thank you for being that alarm system. Thank you for letting me know that something needed to be addressed. And I think that too helps you to approach those things through that compassionate awareness that you were talking about. Just being like, oh, I can see instead of judging, oh no, the alarms are going off. Then instead being like, oh, thank you body for telling me that there's something that needs to be addressed. 
Right, exactly. So if I look back at the situation of doing the work through like seeing the friends on Instagram, Mm -hmm. the lesson learned was I began to realize, you know what, those girls are having fun and I don't need to be in their box because at the end of the day, I probably would not fit in their box. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I have my people, even though it's a small number, my people are the people that I need and they're mm-hmm. showing up for me in the ways that I need. And I can be my most authentic self. And that's the beauty in it is finding what the lesson that you need to learn. And mm-hmm. when you replace the negative with the positive, you just feel so much better. And I can look now and see their pictures and be happy for them. Be like, wow, they're having such a great time. That is so cool. I love that. And I love your story about, because all of us have had that experience before. We've seen something on social media and felt left out. We have that FOMO. We're like, well, why not me? And it can create those judgments. Um, But yeah, so I actually have an entire episode called uh, you're not for everybody and that's okay. (laughs) Where it kind of talks about like, you know, there's different people that are going to resonate with you. And just because a certain group didn't invite you to come along, it doesn't diminish your value and your worth. Uh, Like I use the example in that episode about a chocolate chip cookie, like not everybody likes chocolate chip cookies, but it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with the chocolate chip cookie. But at the same time, we tend to make those own judgments about ourselves, where it's like, oh, but they didn't invite me. So something's wrong with me. So I should have to change. But but yeah, I love that that you're eventually able to turn it into isn't that a beautiful thing that those ladies found a group of women that resonate with them. And also, I can find women that resonate with me and and be content with where I'm at. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. When we go deeper, we create a different type of connection. And then it heals us in ways where we can look for different insight. But until we work through that, our logical brain doesn't see anything different. So that's why it's so important to give the awareness Mm -hmm. and the compassion to our brain. (laughs) So we can work through that. Mm -hmm. Yep. I love that. I love that. Okay. So we've talked about identifying the emotion, being aware of those alarm clocks um, and welcoming in the feeling, being okay with it being there. You know, so often we resist things and, and I use the analogy a lot about like a beach ball, like you're holding this beach ball under the water and you can hold it under the water for a certain amount of time, but eventually it's going to pop up. Your arms will get tired and it might smack you in the face or it might smack somebody that you love in the face. We lose control over it. But if we can just, like you talked about, extend that uh, compassionate awareness towards the beach ball or towards the emotion and just allow ourselves to look at it and observe it and see what its purpose is and what it's there for. But just being okay with it, allowing the feeling, uh, validating our emotions looking at, you know, what, what is it that it's here to teach me? What do I need right now? And then thinking, uh, the emotion on your body for bringing that to your awareness. Um, and then, and then you had some other steps at the end too, that I really liked too. <laughs> yes. Um, it was giving yourself a big hug and, and like being proud of yourself because when you work through that stuff, it's super hard and you need to be like proud of that. You need mm-hmm. to go like, just give yourself some love, maybe some self-care, but like definitely like say it out like, like, heck yeah, I just did something that was really hard. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Cause often we just, we avoid being uncomfortable in general, but 
but being willing to show up and be uncomfortable is huge. I mean, people do that all the time where they intentionally find ways to create discomfort for themselves because they like the end results, right? Like when they show up to work out or when they train for a marathon or, you know, lots of people do ice baths these days and they just enjoy the challenge to give themselves evidence that look like I can sit in discomfort and it's okay. And, and I'm hoping we can all get to a point as a, as a collective, you know, to be okay with allowing discomfort around our emotions as well to be like, look, like I'm proud of me. It's okay. I can sit in this place of discomfort and have it not mean anything negative about me, but just, Hey, look, like I am here to embrace the whole human experience. Cause I think we do ourselves a disservice when we don't only feel bad, but we punish ourselves for feeling bad about feeling bad. And then we end up feeling worse and it creates this awful spiral. <laughs> but if we can just be like, like you said, be proud of yourself that, wow, look at me, look at me feeling sad. <laughs> I'm allowing for my emotions for however long it takes to heal. And that, yeah, that's a beautiful thing. And sometimes the emotions, sometimes when you do this work, it can take the emotions a while to process. And mm -hmm. I remember there was this one emotion I was dealing with when I was in the middle of like processing my sexual abuse that it seemed like it took a week or even longer just to work through it because it was mm -hmm. so heavy mm -hmm. and that emotion stays with you. It's like, it, the best way to describe it is it's like, a wave being mm -hmm. pushed to the shore and then the ocean sucks it out. It's going to be in the middle of the ocean for however long it needs to be in the ocean. Mm -hmm. And it's going to experience heavy waters and just a lot of turmoil. But eventually that wave goes back to the surface. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you're in the middle of that storm and you're being pulled out, it is so hard. And that's a huge thing that we have to remember is that we got to be kind to ourselves when we're going through that, mm -hmm. because if we're not, we're not doing ourselves anything but being harder on ourselves. And we just need to remember to be kind and tell ourselves, right. like, it's okay. Like, I can do this. And it's not going to last forever. The wave will not stay out in the deep waters forever. Eventually, it comes back. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yep. Because so often, like we tend to have more compassion when it's around our physical healing. Like if we fall and get scraped or we're going in for surgery and the doctor says, okay, this will be about six weeks worth of recovery. And we're like, oh, okay. Oh, sorry. I can't do participate in that thing because I'm, I'm healing right now, <laughs> but we neglect to do that for our emotional selves. Whereas, you know, we, we tend to put these, these limits on ourselves, whether it be around our emotional healing or if we're, you know, if, if our energy level, no, but I should be feeling better now. I should be able to participate in these things. I should be able to show up in this way, but just recognizing that, no, this is my healing and it's okay for me to be on a different timeline than somebody else. You know, we might see somebody online and be like, boy, it looks like they have their stuff totally together. They've completely healed of this. But what we don't see is the behind the scenes of, like you said, when those waves come up, and they're still healing and, you know, and, and the waves will hit us with less intensity over time, but it's, it's just allowing space and trusting that, you know, this timeline is perfect for me and it's going to be okay. Right. And even now, I mean, I've, it took me three years to process a lot of this deep, deep pain that I had to work through. And now I still have things pop up 
but it's not as intense. And mm -hmm. now I have more tools that I can work with. I'm more educated. I, I can recognize when there's a shift or something, you know, a certain touch or a smell or a memory is coming and I have the tools to work through it. So this is also like part of like, be kind too, is you, we're not professionals and mm -hmm. we're going to be dealing with our healing journeys probably as much as you don't want to hear it for the rest of our lives. Yeah. So the tools now that we have in our back, our back pocket, if we apply them, it's just going to help us show up better in the world. Mm -hmm. And if we could all take in like the healing and the discomfort, think of how much better the world would be, how much better would we show up for our family, our spouses, um, just, just our communities. Mm -hmm. that's, that's why I really promote working through our triggers because it's digging at the bottom of the, you know, the root and clearing it out. So the other layers are taken too, and you can just be a better person overall. Yeah. I love that because you're right. Like when we do our own healing, it heals the world. It just does. We're better able to show up for those that we love. And that's what we all want is to be able to show up as our whole and complete self in any, in any given situation to just be able to stand in our own power. And I love what you talked about too, about, um, having the tools now that you didn't have. I think that just even recognizing that is one way to express that pride that you talked about being proud of yourself for what you've accomplished. And it also helps you have the compassion towards, you know, past self where it's like, Hey honey, like, I know you didn't have the tools and you did the best that you could. And I love you. You did an amazing job. And also look at how many more tools you've acquired. Like, right. I mean, it helps to extend both the pride and the compassion. So I love, love, love that. It's, it's just beautiful how it's intertwined. And my final step is, so repeat as many times as needed. Amen and, to that. <laughs> yeah, amen. It's so helpful. And like we were kind of talking about, it's a journey. There's mm -hmm. going to be times that it's there and sometimes it's not. So you get to choose how you want to either hit the snooze button or get out of bed and say, okay, I'm going to face you. Yep. I love that. I just love that alarm clock. So wake up world <laughs> and it's wake okay. Up. It's okay to acknowledge those layers. And, you know, and I find for me, as I'm peeling back the layers in my own healing, I'll peel back a layer and I'll feel like, wow, like I feel so much better. This is awesome. And then I might recognize another layer coming up and I'm like, wait, but I thought I already dealt with this, <laughs> but healing right. is not a one and done. Sometimes it's a one and done, but most of the time it's going to come up in waves. It's going to be layered and extending that loving compassion, which we're so good at offering to other people that no, it's okay that you're still healing, but to extend that to ourselves, that, that, you know what, like you're doing an amazing job. This is just another layer. You have so many more tools now than you did the first time you dealt with this. And, and I think that can really help you to stay out of getting sucked into that past story and be able to stay in the present that guess what? I'm a different person now. I'm not the child I was, or I'm not that former self. Like I can better handle and navigate this now because of how many layers I've worked through. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely not easy. It's definitely not easy. And that's kind of where my Instagram came to be is it's called strength to surrender. And it means like you, I always believed that like being the second runner up was like the worst thing ever. Like, and it's not, it's like 
you're still in it. And sometimes you just have to keep pushing along. And as hard as it is, sometimes surrendering and saying, I can't do this anymore Mm -hmm. is actually being the winner. Yeah. And you just are like, okay, I, I can't, I can't handle one more thing. I need I need to do this. And it's surrendering saying, I'm ready. I'm ready to face how hard it is, whatever I have to go through. I love that. And that kind of reminds me. So (laughs) I guess I'll reference my own podcast again, but I have an episode where I talked about Deja Renault, who lives here locally and was on The Voice. And, and she was just such an amazing example. She was just eliminated off of The Voice a week ago, but that she has the attitude of how is this perfect for me? And, you know, she didn't come off conquer, but she can see that she's going to have completely different opportunities by being the one that was eliminated and, and how her world is really opening up. And I think that if we can just lean into that, that, that our healing is going to happen in our own time and our definition of a winner is going to change over time. And our definition of what it means to be the conquering hero is going to change and develop over time. But our own healing journey can be perfect for us as long as we're willing to wake up when that alarm sounds and be proactive about that healing. Exactly. 100%. I love it. So if people need to find you, Tammy, where can they find you? So I'm mainly on Instagram. My handle is strength underscore to underscore surrender. And if you want to book with me, I, in my link on my bio, you can click it and there's different options of things you can choose. Awesome. So I'll put her handle in the show notes. And then you also have an upcoming speaking engagement. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? I do. I was selected to be a Women's Thrive Summit speaker. It's going to be in March. And it's um, female entrepreneurs who are doing their thing and helping promote women empowerment. It's going to be super exciting. I'm working alongside some very talented, empowering women. And it's just going to be a great experience. Awesome. Well, any last words of wisdom that you want to share with us before we wrap up? Yeah, I think I would just say it's really hard to face what we have to heal. I love it. But in the end, thank you so much for being here today, Tammy. If you would like to reach out to Tammy, I'll put her contact information in the show notes. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, please leave me a review. It really helps to grow our community and find more compassionate souls like yourself. Um, And yeah, the community is what really makes this podcast. I just love it. So again, just a reminder, if you'd like to participate in my six weeks of compassionate soul coaching, that's going to be group coaching. You're going to get six weeks for the price of two one-on-one sessions. It's going to be awesome. And I can't wait. So if you'd like to come, please secure your seat now at Mary, excuse me, at www.marianwalker.life. I'll see you there. Have a great week.